A movie based on the book is called an adaptation, right? And a movie based on another movie is a remake. But what if you have two versions of the same book? I ask this because in 1968, Charles Portis wrote a novel called True Grit. It was so popular that the next year, it was adapted into a movie starring John Wayne. When, in 2010, the Coens went to make their film, they went back to Portis's book. Had they used the script written by Marguerite Roberts for the Wayne picture, we could call it a remake. But the Coens didn't, so we can't. We can't even call it an update, because it's still a period picture. Instead, it's just a new version of the original book. I started there because in 1955, there was released a glorious British film about a set of blundering bank robbers who, while planning their next heist, rent a room from a little old widow. She's such a darling dote, she couldn't possibly imagine her tenants as anything other than the charming amateur musicians they claim to be. Mr. Lawson, I must tell you, when I was listening to your playing of that Andante passage a while ago, I thought it the most sensitive playing I'd ever heard. You thought it was good, then? Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Bye-bye, Mrs. Lop. <laughs> Bye-bye, Mrs. Wilberforce. Thanks for the nice tea and everything. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's The Lady Killers, which was an original screenplay written by William Rose. And when, in 2004, the Coen brothers made The Lady Killers, their script was adapted from Rose's script. Hence, it was a remake. However, things get a little bit murky when you look at the version of The Last of the Mohicans starring Daniel Day-Lewis. James Fenimore Cooper wrote the classic novel, so you'd think it's adapted from that. But there was also a 1936 film adaptation starring Randolph Scott. Curiously, when Michael Mann went to bring the story to the screen in 1992, he used both Cooper's novel and the script for the 1936 movie. So, it's both an adaptation and a remake. So only one of us survived something of the other does too. No, you stay alive. If they don't kill you, they'll take you north up to Huron land. You submit, you hear? You're strong, you survive. You stay alive, no matter what occurs. I will find you. No matter how long it takes, no matter how far. I will find you. Regardless of whether they are adapted from original screenplays or new versions of old books, for the most part, remakes and adaptations get a bad rap. One reason is because there is already a fan base and such is the devotion that any deviation from a favourite novel or movie causes almighty uproar. So it takes a brave filmmaker to make changes, which is precisely what happened with Robert Ludlum's 1980 novel The Bourne Identity. In 1988 there was a TV adaptation starring Robert Chamberlain and Jacqueline Smith. While faithful to the book, it wasn't very good, so when movie producer Frank Marshall went to make a new version in 2002, he ignored the TV movie and pretty much ignore the novel as well. He just used the title and the premise. So, that's not a remake, and it's not really an adaptation either. It's more a reimagining. Who else is out here? Who else? How many you got with you? I'm not gonna ask you again. I walk alone like you. We always walk alone. Who me? Who are you, Rome? Paris? Treadstone. Both of us. Treadstone? Which one? Paris. I live in Paris. Do you get the headaches? 
Yeah. The term reimagining sounds like Hollywood trying to avoid the word remake. But really, reimaginings are very tricky because the filmmakers are taking an old idea and trying to bend it into a new shape. The trouble is that sometimes that old idea was very particular to the era in which it was made. Take it out of that time and you might lose the context that caused the story to be written in the first place. The most pertinent example I can think of is Planet of the Apes, which again, strictly speaking, isn't a remake. Adapted from a French sci-fi novel by Pierre Boulle, it can be seen as a metaphor for its time. It was published in Paris in 1963, when France's empire across North Africa and Southeast Asia had all but disappeared. Boulle's story of a superior race, read French Caucasians, being overtaken by an inferior one, read Colonials, struck a pretty powerful political chord. Why did you run away? Security police. I'm in charge of this man. No longer, madam. He is now in the custody of the Ministry of Science. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Okay, so the book was social allegory. The 1968 adaptation, starring Charlton Heston, protects this in order to give white people a glimpse into what it feels like to be considered racially inferior. Remember, that was the 1960s when the civil rights movement was making enormous strides. And, believe it or not, the movie went on wide release on April the 3rd, 1968, one day before Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. But when Tim Burton came to make his own version in 2001, the allegory was not so much lost as completely ignored. And for me, that's one of several reasons why the film didn't work. Now, the list of remakes is long and far from illustrious. In fact, it's rather inglorious. <clears throat> so long, in fact, there are many nominees for the worst ever remake. I don't know about the worst, so I'd like to suggest the weirdest. <laughs> In 1959, prolific writer Robert Bloch wrote his latest novel, Psycho. Even before it was published, Alfred Hitchcock purchased the film rights and hired Joseph Stefano to turn the book into a script. Hitchcock made the movie and showers have never been the same since. Then, in 1998, Gus Van Zandt went to do a remake. But his remake didn't use Bloch's novel, nor did it use Stefano's screenplay. Instead, Van Zandt used Hitchcock's entire film everything. The same shots, the same music, the same editing. Almost frame for frame. The only difference is that Van Zandt made his version in colour. In quite a hurry. Yes. I didn't intend to sleep so long. I almost had an accident last night from sleepiness, so I decided to pull over. You slept, slept here all night. night? Yes. As I said, I couldn't keep my eyes open. So. There are plenty of motels in this area. You should have... I mean, just to be safe. Enough complaining. How about the best remakes ever? Well, that depends on how much you enjoy the original. A lot of people, by which I mean the majority of the very few who saw it, prefer the Hong Kong movie Infernal Affairs to Martin Scorsese's multi-Oscar winning remake The Departed. I think they are both very effective thrillers, but while the structure of William Monaghan's adapted screenplay gives the same story plot point for plot point, where it does depart is the dialogue. And that vacuumed out the moral ambiguity of Infernal Affairs, 
installing instead a very clear good versus evil scenario. Put the fucking gun down! Put the gun, put the gun down, all right? I came here to talk some Hands. sense into you. All right, just act professional. I can get you your money. What just did you act say? I can get you your money. You didn't come here to talk, all right? You came here to get arrested. You got fucking tapes of what? Costello was my informant. I was a rat. Fuck you. Prove it. He was working for me. He was my informant. Shut your fucking mouth. Come on, get up. Well, what is this? A citizen's arrest? Blow me. All right, only one of us is a cop here, Bill. You understand that, Bill? No one knows who you're you fucking shut up. the fuck up! I'm a sergeant in the Massachusetts State Police. Who the fuck are you? I erased you! A terrific remake, one that pretty much everyone agrees on, is a movie so beloved that you don't need to mention the title or even any of the stars. You just need this. <laughs> Magnificent Seven is based upon Akira Kurosawa's The Seven Samurai, one of the Japanese genius's many, many masterpieces. The story has been proven so rich, it has been remade no less than three times. First as the John Sturgis Western, then into a sci-fi movie produced by Roger Corman, Battle Beyond the Stars, and then into an eco-movie by Pixar. Ants are not meant to serve grasshoppers. I've seen these ants do great things. And year after year, they somehow managed to pick food for themselves and you. So, so who is the weaker species? Ants don't serve grasshoppers. It's you who need us. We're a lot stronger than you say we are. And you know it, don't you? For great remakes, I would like to include a terrific sci-fi terror, The Fly, firstly made by Kurt Newman in 1958, and then David Cronenberg's movie from 1985. But the idea for the film first appeared in a short story by George Langeland. So, strictly speaking, Casino Royale doesn't really qualify either because it's based on an Ian Fleming novel. But since we're talking about Bond, I'd like to mention the Thomas Crown Affair with Pierce Brosnan. That one far outshines the 1968 original, as does Steven Soderbergh's update of Ocean's Eleven. The original from 1962 starring the Rat Pack is poorly plotted, slow, and above all, a case of tedious and preening self-regard. Soderbergh's remake, on the other hand, with George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, and Julia Roberts is bright, breezy, slick, sleek, and very entertaining. But for me, the best remake of all time is also one of the best movies of all time. You know I'm going to be 25 in June. You are? That's a quarter of a century. Makes a girl think. About what? About the future. You know, like a husband. That's why I'm glad we're going to Florida. What's in Florida? Millionaires. Flocks of them. They all go south for the winter like birds. Oh, you're going to catch yourself a rich bird? Oh, I don't care how rich he is. As long as he has a yacht, his own private railroad car, and his own toothpaste. You're entitled. Maybe you'll meet one too, Josephine. Mm -hmm. With money like Rockefeller and shoulders like Johnny Weissmuller. Oh, I wouldn't mind to wear glasses. Glasses? Men who wear glasses are so much more gentle and sweet and helpless. Haven't you ever noticed it? 
Yes, Some Like It Hot is a remake. More than that, it's a remake of a remake. The original dates from a 1935 French movie, Fanfare d'Amour, and then from Germany in 1951, Fanfaren der Liebe. So, not all remakes are remakes. They're not always bad. It's just really hard to make good movies.